0: This is Still in the Clear, the podcast that distills the art and science of home distilling into easy-to-follow, audible nuggets for the beginning moonshiner. This information is for education and entertainment purposes only. You could even call it fiction if you want to. Home distilling may be illegal in your area. I'm your host, Cyrus, and I'm just a guy that lives in the woods and likes to make shine. So let's get into it. listen i just wanted to ask a favor before we start the episode when working to gain exposure for this podcast it helps to have reviews and ratings so i'm asking for your help by going to podchaser.com to leave a review for this podcast let others know what you think about the show and help us grow at the same time thanks now let's get to the show so in episodes 1 through 4 we went over all the critical aspects of home distillation. And I want to make a distinction here between the things that are important and the things that are crit- that are critical. Like I said, episodes 1 through 4 we touched on everything that was critical just to make alcohol. The important factors are the things that we can do to kind of tweak our process To improve quality, improve flavor, improve purity, improve, um, efficiency of the process or improve uh, the amount of the yield. All of these different things are, you know, what we can do now to improve upon the critical aspects of making your own moonshine at home. Now we're going to start covering some of those important factors and so today I'm going to be talking about what I think is the next logical step to improve your process. Um, it's a simple little tweak that doesn't take, uh, you don't have to dive deep into any of the complexities. I learned a new trick this year from my buddy Wayne over in our moonshine for beginners group on Miwi.com. if you haven't went and joined that group be sure and do it lots of uh, lots of good folks lots of good information and uh, just lots of good fun over there so today we're going to be talking about ph and ph is a scale that's used to measure how alkaline water is or how acidic it is it's a scale that ranges from 0 to 14, 0 being the most acidic, 14 being the most base or most alkaline. So 7 in the middle is a neutral water like distilled water. And the reason that it's important to uh, understand pH is the yeast prefers a certain range on that scale to do its best work. And so if we can make our mash fall within that range, then uh, everything works better for the yeast. And, you know, remember the yeast is really doing all the work. So uh, this can be really important. And that level that yeast likes Uh, for making your own moonshine is I'm going to say it's 5.2. Now you look that up and you're going to get a range of numbers and they're going to range from like 5.1 to 5.5 or something like that. Uh, So anywhere in that range is going to be good. And all the waters that you use to make your mash, whether you're using store-bought water, distilled water, spring water, uh well water, tap water, all the different waters you can use, they're going to have different pH levels. And so you want a way to adjust the pH for your yeast. And there's a lot of different ways to do that. In later episodes I'll probably get into some of those other different techniques. Today we're just going to be talking about the one that I learned from Wayne because it's just really simple and it's really beginner friendly which is what this show's about and that's the one we're going to talk about today. So when do you want to make these changes in pH to your mash? Well we're doing it for the yeast and so we want to do it just before we pitch our yeast. That's when we want to make sure that the pH level is where we want it to be. How we do that is we test it with either paper pH test strips, which is they're just little pieces of paper. You dip it into the water or the mash and it changes color and you match that color to a color code that is included with the test strips when you buy them and that gives you your pH this is a bit of a guessing game because you're just matching a color code. And if you've ever done that kind of stuff before, you know that sometimes the color that you're seeing on your strip uh, doesn't exactly match the colors that are given on the uh, color code. So it's not terribly accurate, but it it will do what you need it to do. Now, if you want to get really accurate you can use a digital pH meter, uh, which these pH meters will run anywhere from like $9 on up to, you know, hundreds of dollars. And you don't have to buy an expensive one. Um, there's a good one. There's a good one on Amazon. That's around $15, uh, 15 to $20. I can't remember exactly, but um, it, has an automatic temperature compensation. So, you know, because the temperature of the mash will affect the reading. And so you have to compensate for temperature. And if you're, you know, if if you're using test strips, paper strips, you have to do that uh, compensation yourself. Uh, the digital meter does it for you or this particular meter does anyway. And then it also, you have to calibrate these pH, pH, meters and this particular one comes with powders, uh, buffer powders that you mix in a water solution and it just makes calibrating it, you know, almost exact. So it's a good product. I'll leave a link down in the show notes if you're interested in taking a look at it. If, you, if you're if you going to choose to use the paper test strips, you've got to make sure that the strips include the pH range that you're looking for. So we're looking for like 5.2 on the pH scale and not all test strips include that range. So make sure when you buy your test strips that you are getting one that includes the 5.2 pH range. So now you've got your test strips or your pH meter and now... You're going to uh, test to adjust for pH, and some people will—they'll test their water before they even make their mash, and this—and this will give you a good idea of what you're going to have to do to the water to get the pH where you want it after you've uh, after you've introduced your grains or fruits or whatever. But if like you don't have to worry about that right now, if you if you know what the grains and fruits are going to do to the mash, to the pH level specifically, then this can be helpful. Um, But you have to know what ingredients you're using and how they're going to affect pH, whether they're going to drop it or raise it or whatever, because all the ingredients, they all do different kinds of things. And so if you're not aware of what the ingredients do, it doesn't make any sense to test your pH in your water before you do your mash. So I recommend... Just test your mash before you're ready to uh, pitch your yeast and then adjust it if you're going to be doing manual adjusting by adding different chemicals or things. But what's great about the trick that I learned is you don't have to do any of that. So here's the trick, and this is what you should start with because it's just the simplest way that I've found that I've run across to adjust pH. So you take one gallon of your backset for every five gallons of mash. So if you've got a five-gallon mash that you're doing, one of those five gallons of water is going to be backset. So I I guess not everybody's going to know what backset is. This is a good opportunity to include... Uh, some shiner speak. We're gonna get snackered. I tell you what, boy, man, I don't wanna get old. Miss it just blew our mind. It's a three cheese dang old wind, man. So backset is just simply the leftover liquid that's in your steel when you're done making a run. It's the spent wash. That's all it is. Really simple. So if you're if you're doing a run and you know you're about to make a ten gallon mash, after this run. Save two gallons of that back set and put it in with the mash that you're doing next. This will adjust the, your pH. It's not an exact way to do it, but it's a good way to do it. And it also has the added benefit that the back set also helps to keep the uh, the bad bacteria at bay, which we haven't got into, and it's it's really not terribly important because when you're when you're distilling it doesn't have nearly the effect as if like you're making wine or if you're making beer where it's really important when you're making whiskeys it's not terribly important Um, so try this out on your next batch Uh, let me know what you think about it and you know also if you've through episodes one through four, you've made your first batch of moonshine and you loved it and you just want to keep doing that for the rest of your life, there's nothing wrong with it. So uh, don't worry about any of that stuff if you just want to keep doing what you were doing. But this trick of adjusting your pH will increase the efficiency And uh, it's not going to affect really anything else. It'll just make your, your ferment go quicker. So be sure and try it. Tell me what you think about it. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Share this episode with people you think might enjoy it. That would be much appreciated. It'll sure help our show grow. And don't forget, doing is improving. Have a good one. Talk to y'all next week.